Welcome back to Declaration Life. I'm your host, Christabel Braden, and today we have another Reflections episode. Reflections are a series of special episodes about specific topics relating to living an intentional life. As is the message of living a Declaration Life, I believe that it's so important to live our lives with purpose, and I hope these episodes help you to do just that. Today, I'm joined by my dear friend, Esosa Ajala. You might remember her from episode 32 called Living Beyond Anxiety, and in that conversation, she shared some of her story. She's a writer and a poet seeking to glorify God in all she does. Originally from Nigeria, she's been living in the U.S. for the last 10 years and is working on her first book. She is a great friend of mine, and today we're going to be having a conversation about how to pray deeper as well as the difference between prayer and meditation, what prayer really is, and how to get started if you don't know where to begin in prayer. Thank you so much for listening today, and let's get started. Live a declaration life. Declare your purpose. Declare your place. Declare your work. Essie, welcome back to Declaration Life Podcast. Thank you. I'm super excited to be here today. Yes, I'm so excited to have this conversation today about prayer. So for all of our listeners, you may remember Essie from her episode a couple months ago about anxiety and dealing with anxiety. And she is one of my closest friends, and we've been studying the Bible together and praying together. And, you know, it's good to have sisters in Christ in your life. And I thought it would be really great to do an episode about prayer because Essie has taught me so much about intimacy with God and about prayer in our friendship. And she's really inspired me in growing in my faith. And I really think that having this conversation about how to pray deeper, it could really, I hope it inspires you guys to get deeper with the Lord and just know that he's there. So yeah, let's start off. Essie, what is the definition of prayer to you? Wow. Um, to be honest, when I was younger, like prayer, I'll start with that. Prayer was like a chore to me, an activity. You know, I had to do it because my dad's a, a prophet. So I had to do it to get through the day, like just get it over with, you know. Um, but now I would define prayer as, as sustenance. Because if we, if we see God's presence as the air that we breathe, then what sustains us in his presence is prayer, because that's our method of communication with him. That's the way we commune with him. So it's communication and communion. So I would say prayer is communicating with our father, you know, in his presence. Um, prayer is how we stay grounded. Prayer is how we hear from him. Prayer is how we relate what his word is. Um, and bring that word into reality in our lives. Prayer is how we we get to know him deeper. Prayer is how we, where we cry to him, where we yell, <laughs> even if we're, because we're humans, you know, we experience such deep, tough moments in our lives where sometimes we don't have eloquent words to pray. And it doesn't always, it doesn't have to be eloquent at all, to be honest. So prayer is just talking to the father, but our understanding has to know that it's beyond talking. It might begin with us just talking, but we get to a place where prayer becomes our everyday life. 
So like our moment to moment walk with him where we get to hear him and then respond to what we hear from him in obedience. So prayer is a daily yeah, it's a yeah. daily, it's a it's not an activity, but it's a daily method of communication with with God. I love how you said sustenance. Yeah. You know, how when you were younger you felt like it was just something you had to do. Yeah. And now you realize that it is sustenance and it I would agree. I think that when I was younger, as a kid, teenager, I used to overthink prayer so much. And I would feel like, what am I going to say to God that he's even going to listen or care? Or I'd be like, you know, God made the universe. Isn't he busy with other stuff? Should I, shouldn't I not bother him today? Like, this isn't that big of a deal. I can handle this on my own. You know, I would, I would have those thoughts and I would go through this thought process and only by digging into the word of God and realizing how much he really cares for us yeah, and how much, not only does he care for humankind and mankind, but he cares for every one of his children that mm-hmm. he's created. And through Christ, we're adopted into the family of Christ. Yeah. So he's our father. He's our Abba. Yeah. He is, he cares for us of that level. And I, only by reading the word of God was I able to combat those thoughts of, mm-hmm. is God even, does he care? Is he, and I knew he loved me. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I knew that God loved me. I knew Jesus died for me, but I felt like maybe he was too busy with other things <laughs> or that. It sounds silly, but I felt, silly. yeah, I felt like, you know, why would he want to listen to me about a boy that I had a crush on when I was like 14 or, you know, like why, you know, this stuff didn't really matter. I I just figure it out. Like maybe I should just wait and pray to God about the big things Mm, (laughs) or, you know, feeling, feeling like I wasn't sure how to connect with God. Mm. Yeah. I totally, I totally like get that because I was the same way for like such a long time. So prayer for me went from being like a chore and an activity where I just repeat the same things to God over and over. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're good. You're good. You're good. Um, bless me. Bless me. Bless me. And help me. Help me. Help me. You know, and then I was done. I'm like, okay, if he heard great, if he didn't hear great, my father prayed. So I'm sure he heard my dad. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, that's your guy, right. You know, <laughs> so you should hear him. It doesn't really matter. And then I moved out of my parents' house and I left Nigeria and I didn't pray at all. Well, I started praying, but then I, I just sort of fell out and didn't pray at all. So, and I can tell you that those were the the most the most um, difficult years of my life on earth. Um, so I totally get that. And then you get to the point where you even start praying, but you're like, is he? Is, can he hear me? Is he even listening? Okay, and if he, if he's listening, my mind is like going from. I, I have to eat like I'm hungry because there are times when you kneel down and you're like, oh, my mind is like, I, you got to eat. You're hungry or, you know, you have to pay this bill or this. So it's difficult for us in our everyday life to find moments where we give God the time he deserves, you know, because prayer needs time. If you want to grow in intimacy with Christ um, and in Christ, you need to spend time with him. But it's such an elusive factor in our day-to-day life because we spend time pursuing so many things and rightfully so in some areas, like, you know, it's necessary. We need to sustain ourselves, but, um, 
in our pursuit of like money and goals and career and all of that, who then sustains us? It's not those things, you know, they, they help us, but they don't provide sustenance for us. We can't run to, to our careers and our, and our, um, or the things that we've accumulated over the years. We can't run to those things when we're anxious. They provide nothing but their things themselves. Yeah. But God is and, not and they can provide extra stress. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's like this job that you've worked so hard for, the money, you know, or whatever. Like you were saying, the career, all these things in, in this world. Like when if you run to them, they're just going to bring you more work to do. Yeah. More stress to do. And, yeah, exactly. And it doesn't calm your mind. At all. At all. Yeah. So, so let's talk about the difference between like mindset and meditation and prayer. Because mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of stuff out there that has to do with having a positive mindset. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can... People can seek peace and calm their own minds down using psychology, which, you know, are certain techniques, which there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that at all. But that is very, very different than prayer. And I think yeah. that the lines can get blurred if you don't really know the difference between mindset and meditation. And, and I'm trying to think of what what else uh, I think the point is there versus yeah, like what is prayer. All of that, right. Yeah. So what do you think about that? Well, when you talk about that, the first thing that just came to my mind was like the verse John 14, 27, where Jesus says, the peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. So I, I think we have to understand that Jesus never said the world will not give us peace. You can find peace in those things. It's just different from what he gives. Mm, I do not give as the world gives. Yeah, so, so it's not, yeah, it's not a cancellation good. of, of the, the fact that you will not find peace in these things. You can find peace in medication, meditation, rather. Of course, it's possible, it's there. But I promise you that it's completely different from what Christ gives. Because when Christ gives you peace, he never takes it back. It doesn't go away. It's not a peace that comes and goes. It remains because you're remaining in him. It's a consistent flow of peace in every circumstance. As we remain in him. Yeah. However, like John 15, he's the vine, we're the branches. And as we remain in him, he abides in us. And so what you're saying about the peace that he gives us, the difference there too is meditation is a piece that we are seeking out and that we have to put in effort for. Yeah. The piece that, that God gives and that Jesus and the Holy spirit, I just named the Trinity. The piece that that they give is, uh, is from him. And it's different because it's not something that we have to put in effort into. Yeah. It's, It's a gift. It's given to us. Yeah. Yeah. And I think of, I forget the reference, but when peace beyond understanding, what is that verse? Well, we have to look it up. We have to look it up. (laughs) We know, but I don't know. Philippians 4, 7. There we go. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, 
will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Mm. Philippians 4, 7. So that kind of peace, it surpasses human understanding. Yeah. In meditation and in, in mindset and in mind training things, you can get to a certain amount of peace, but it's a peace that you understand. Mm, yeah, that's very a peace from the Holy Spirit is a peace that you don't understand. It yeah. surpasses our ability to yeah. understand it. And that peace from God guards our hearts and our minds yeah. in Christ. So, yeah, that's so true. Yeah. So basically what we're trying to say is we need to. That's the reason why the word is so important. We need to abide, but we can't stay in Christ outside of his word because it's only his word that reveals his presence to us. So the reason why we need devotionals and the reason why we need, um, or the way that we can continue to pray in our daily life is understanding the word, is going back to the word. The word will help you. It will, it will remind you and help you see prayer beyond an activity. It will help you see prayer beyond kneeling down and telling God your needs. Because in, uh, the, the honest truth is God already knows our needs. He's not expecting us only to come to give him our needs. He's aware of it. He wants to give us himself. But the thing is to understand that you need to go back to the word. And it's like Christabel was just explaining like about us seeking peace in, in like for meditation and stuff like that and the peace that the holy spirit gives us is it's the kind of peace that you see very clearly in the word in in the apostles where they went through so much and yet they they had this deep peace it's not a peace we're not talking about thing peace that is tied or attached to things it's so much that you're going through perhaps you're going through a divorce that's really tough or you're having you're going through stress because with the election right now there's so much going on in the world but yeah there's so much that we have to go through so much that we have to think about mm -hmm. and the pandemic the, yeah, this and the, whole yeah, year yeah i know so many people are going through like such financial stress right now now god is not saying that he will not acknowledge what we're going through but he's telling us that he's going to be with us in what we're going through so that we have peace in him and we have wisdom from him to conquer those things. It's not outside of him. This is why we need the word. I'm, I'm urging you guys with love, <laughs> please go back to the word of God. Don't take the word of God as, as a thing that you have to do to get, get through it. If you think about it like that, it becomes a chore. And chores are boring. The word of God isn't boring. <laughs> it's not. So if it's only one verse a day, like we just talked about Philippians right now, if that's the only verse you can read a day, let it remain in your heart. Cause that's the most important thing. That's, that's from, it's from that well of your heart and your soul that everything flows out of. So your ability to communicate in the world right now, your ability to handle things in the world right now, it's dependent on the amount of rest that you have in Christ. And that rest comes in prayer. But we can't dwell in a prayerful mindset if we don't go back to the word, right? So let's go back to the word, y'all. <laughs> Even if it's a verse a day, it doesn't have to be a chapter a day. If it's a verse a day, make sure that it's something that is living because the word of God is alive, right? If it seems dead to you, it's not because Christ is not alive. It's because you're not seeing his life yet. But that life needs to be revealed to you. You can't see it yourself. 
Jesus must be the one to open your eyes to see that he can give you peace and rest and wisdom and understanding to conquer every single day. But for you to do that, you have to go to him. So go to the word. That's where everything comes out of. Yeah, that's good. And and that goes to what we're talking about, the title of this, How to Pray Deeper. You can pray without the word. It is possible yeah. to talk to God. But to pray deeper and to really connect with him, the word is like a gate. It, it like opens yeah. up. A connection with God that you can't get anywhere else or any other way. Yeah. And through the word of God, the Holy Spirit is able to reveal truth to our heart. Yeah. And he's the one that does the revealing. It's not our own intellect no. and our own understanding of the word. I'm in seminary right now, as a lot of you guys know, and Woo! I've been studying, I've been studying commentaries and Greek lexicons and, yeah. you know, <laughs> textbooks and all that stuff. And even just today, I was really overwhelmed in doing my homework. And it's like, oh, reading, 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 and reading about all this stuff. But reading a textbook is not the same thing as reading the Word of God. Mm. You know, it reading a commentary about Romans 8 is not the same thing as reading Romans 8, yeah. asking the Holy Spirit actively to reveal himself to me yeah. in the Word. And, you know, even even in studying, in terms of studying theology and studying, it, it's good to read academic resources if that's one of your passions. Like, mm -hmm. I obviously like doing that. But I also have to remind myself it's not my own intellect yeah. that reveals things to me. Yeah, It's not my own intellect. And it reminds me of 1 Corinthians 1, like, no one can boast, right? Yes, yes. We cannot boast. <laughs> we cannot boast in, in the Lord because we we didn't do it ourselves. It was received. We received from him. You know? Yeah. I like receive. And prayer is not only what we give to God. It's what we receive to God. Yeah. And that goes back to what you were saying at the beginning of this conversation, Essie, about communication and commune, communion. Yeah. It's both communication and where we are speaking to him and listening to him and it's communion where we're in his presence we are communing with our father we are communing through the holy spirit in his presence and allowing him to work and move in our heart in our mind in our situation you know prayer is not just it's not just a conversation with god if you've ever seen the movie war room have you seen that I, I haven't. You haven't seen it yet. We need to go so see it. So Priscilla Scherer is the star in that. Um, right. She's the leading actress in that movie, I and she's an movie. amazing, amazing preacher and woman of God. Yeah. And that movie talks a lot about how prayer is war <laughs> and how it's the battle, you know, and it is a uh, it can be a fight. But yeah. that doesn't mean it's a fight without peace. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to encourage you guys also to, to stay, stay, stay with Christ. Um, it just came to my heart and I know it's the Holy Spirit, but whatever you're going through right now, if, we, if, if it's just five minutes of silence, you can give God, let him have it. Whatever you can give him, he'll take, he wants more. He wants all of your day, but at this point, don't, don't feel so overwhelmed that you're not doing because this is we're not nobody's condemning you 
we're not condemning you to say like you're not giving God. No, 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 no. Give him whatever you can. He'll take it. And I promise you who will make something beautiful out of it. If it's two minutes you have for God and you know that that two minutes is you driving in the car with your kids in the car, but you're listening to Christopher Braden's podcast and that's the time you have for God, then give it to him. Whatever you've got, give it to him. He'll use it. If you have time in your kitchen when you're cooking and that's the only time you get to listen to a devotional, please just include him in your day is all we're telling. Include him in your day because outside of his presence is chaos. There's no peace outside there. There's money outside there. We're not saying you can't find, you know, there's hustle outside there. There's, there are things outside there, but that rest you're looking for, it's in him. But you can't manufacture that rest. And even Christabel and I cannot give you that rest. You can only find it in him. We can lead you to the person who can give you rest, but we cannot give it. He's the one who has it to give to you. So if you have one second of prayer a day, but you know truly that my heart is with Christ in that one second, give it to him and then watch him and then do it every single day. If it's only, um, I don't know, like if you have to wake up at 6 a.m. and give him 30 minutes, do it. Whatever you have to give God, there's no condemnation in him. He loves you so much. He just wants to spend time with you. He already knows what you need, but he wants to give you something too. That's where the communion is. So all this time we keep communicating and it's like, for an example, Christabel and I were talking at the same time. That's communication, but we're not getting anything out of it. <laughs> I, she's talking and I'm talking and she's talking and I'm talking. You can't understand anything. There's no understanding there. There's no importation of wisdom there. There's no importation of knowledge there. My God, does Jesus want to give you more than you already have? He's longing to give you so much more. If you would just give him two minutes. If it's, I don't, I don't know what your schedule is like, and I'm sure it's tough and it's hard. And I'm sure like you're fighting right now for your health and you're fighting for your kids and you're fighting for your marriage. I don't, I know that it's difficult, but you know who knows it's difficult? Jesus. He knows it more than I do and more than Christabel does. And all he wants is to tell you, I know what you're going through. I'm here for you. And here's how you can, how you can conquer it. He wants to give you those three things. He wants to give you knowledge. He wants to give you wisdom. He wants to give you peace and rest. And you can only find those things in him. But he can force you to him. He's gentle. He doesn't force himself on people. He will draw you to himself firmly. But you must respond. So don't force the Bible on yourself. Read it. Even if it's just a verse, that's how you begin. You don't force yourself to read the word and you don't force yourself into prayer, but you do allow the Holy Spirit to lead you. So whatever time I'm just, I, I'm just going to say, whatever time you have to give to God, give it one minute, give it, let it be that in that one minute, he has every part of you, not some part of you. If it's two minutes, let it be that this two minutes right now, everything I am belongs to Jesus. Let him do whatever. If, even if it, in those two minutes, all you have is silence, then maybe that's what he wants for you. If it, in those two minutes, all you have is tears, let it, let it rip, sis, cry. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. He just wants to give you himself. So let him, but you must first go to him. Okay. You guys go to him. He's there. His arms are open wide. He's ready to receive you, but you must go. 
Yeah. And he, if he's already pulling you and pulling you to himself and you, you don't respond with obedience, it's not because he's not there. It's because you're not responding. And it's not because he doesn't love you. It's because he has to reveal his love to you. And nobody can. He, only he can. He can do it. So go back to the word, guys. Go back to the word and let him tell you how much he loves you. Let you, you, wanna, you, you want to encounter Christ. I think it's so important right now that in this day and age, with everything that's going on in this overwhelming amount of pressure in our generation, it is imperative that we encounter Jesus for ourselves beyond what I can tell you, beyond what your pastor can tell you, beyond what Christabel can, can tell you. He wants to tell you himself. The only way he can do that is if you go back to the word. The only way you can grow deeper in prayer, because outside of God's presence, prayer becomes a burden. Oh, I haven't prayed today. I'm just going to kneel down. I've done that so many times before. I'm just going to kneel down. And then you tell him, bless me, do this, do that. He knows what you need. He wants to give you what can sustain you so that you're able to carry what, you, what you're already going through. Or he even wants to carry it with you. And he wants you to be aware of that too. There's so much, you, you guys, I know we're going through so much. I know our generation is, my goodness, we, we keep seeking after things. But the thing is that everything we're looking for is in Jesus. But our inability to see that is because we're not going to him. No, no, we can, every pastor, preacher can only reveal Jesus to a certain extent. There's a level we can get to. There's a level people can get to. He only him, Christ, can reveal himself to you. So if it's 10 minutes, two minutes you've got, just surrender. Surrender, please. Just give it to him. Let him have it. If, if all you have to do, if all you have in your heart is complaining, then complain to him. He's your dad. He's your father. He'll listen. Yep. If all you have is to, if it's in that five minutes, all you have to say is God, everything I'm going through right now is so much. He's listening to, but then pause and let him respond. Okay. Pause after all that you've said, after giving him everything, let him say, child, I got you. Let him put in your heart, go back to like this verse or something. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if you skip that part, it's like, it's like if I was on the phone with Essie, Hey girl, how you doing? Here's everything that's going on. And then I just hang up yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I just leave her like, uh, <laughs> I really wanted to encourage you, but, uh, you just hung up on me. So, okay. You know, um, just as a silly example, but you know, just even allowing him that moment you know, you pray, you say what you need to say, and then you just give that moment and you just quiet yourself and you listen to what he has to say. Hearing the voice of God takes practice and it takes time. You don't hear him in your heart right away, although maybe you can, but it's highly personal to each person. And I've noticed over the years of being a Christian, his voice has gotten clearer over the years And do you feel that way too? Absolutely. Yeah. And so it's like, I could hear him before, but I can hear him so much clearer now. And I know five years, 10 years down the road, I pray that I can hear him clear, even more clear than I hear him today. But if you can't, and you don't know what he's saying to you, the word will never fail. 
The word never returns void. And so if when you pray and you, you lay all this at his feet and you really need guidance, go into the word of God. If you don't know where to start, maybe John, start with John. Yeah. It's beautiful. John is my go-to for everyone. Start. Yeah. You know, if you don't know where to go, um, there's, there's a lot of Bible reading plans out there. Yeah. The Bible app, the YouVersion app, has reading plans for certain topics. So if you're like, I'm dealing with anxiety, search on there a Bible reading plan for anxiety and just start right. there. You know, there's so many resources out there. But just as Essie was saying, even one verse, even two minutes, even the smallest amount that you can give God. Jesus yeah. says, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed. You can say to the mountain, move from here to there, and it will be moved. He's not, he's just asking for our heart and obedience and our time. And so that he can impart so much more into us. How to pray deeper is to acknowledge our father and praise him, Mm. praise him. And look at the model of the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. You know, Jesus says, if you don't know how to pray, here's how to pray. And he He lists out the Lord's Prayer for us. Hallowed be thy name. You know, that's praising God. Your name is holy. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Praising God, praising his will. Give us this day our daily bread. Talking about your daily needs. Asking God for your daily needs and forgive us our debts as we forgive or forgive us our trespasses. We forgive those who trespass against us or whichever version, you know, Um, (laughs) but, you know, you ask him for forgiveness and then you say, as we forgive others and you ask him to help you forgive others, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Sin and temptation is going to come our way on this earth, but you ask him to lead us out of it. Yes, I'm tempted. I'm tempted to, you know, we're, we're all we're all tempted to sin every day yeah. in our heart and, and in pride and, you know, whatever it is. But you ask him to lead us out of temptation and deliver us from evil. And um, what is it? James, uh, resist the devil and he will flee to you. Draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. Yeah. And so deliver us from evil. When we draw near to God, he draws near to us. Yeah. And then and then the devil will flee. So deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. And, and it's giving God that praise. He is the God of all creation. He is the God of the universe. He is deserving and worthy of our worship and worthy of our praise and worthy of all that we have to give to him. He is worthy of it all. And he loves us enough to want to be there in our little moments, in our everyday. And so how to pray deeper. Start with the Lord's Prayer. Start with the Word. Connect to God, but understand that fundamentally prayer is different than anything you will encounter on this world. Yeah, Prayer is different than a conversation with a Christian friend. When I'm, when I'm having a hard day, if I call up Essie, that conversation helps me a ton. But when she prays over me, that, that is more than her just encouraging me. And then when I come to the Father on, on my face, on my knees, and I ask him and I, I spend time with him and I commune with him or I, I worship and I sing to Jesus by myself in my room, just randomly, a cappella, whatever, 
that is more than any encouragement the world can give. Like we were talking about earlier, we can seek peace on this world. We can seek peace on our own. But the peace that he gives to us is nothing like what the world is going to give to us. And so, like she was saying, just I urge you to just connect with your father. Get get with him. Get in the word and just let him speak to you and let him speak over your life and let him love you like a father. You might not have an earthly father. You might not know what a father's love is like. You might not have parents that have cared for you. Or maybe you have, and either way, the Father's love is greater than any earthly parent's love because it is perfect. It is not selfish. Every human loves in some sort of selfish way, even if we don't mean to, because we're all selfish in some way, shape, or form. <laughs> and But only the Father can love us in a truly unselfish way. And only Christ who died for us and only our Savior who, when you really look at the word of God from beginning to end, Adam and Eve, through Revelation, you see the love of God for his children, for Israel, who kept unrepenting over and over. Essie and I were reading Judges the other week and like every chapter starts and then the people of Israel were doing evil again. <laughs> okay. Oh, and then and then and then God does something crazy and shows up. Bring them back. And then they were doing evil again and it's just like over and over. But um I digress. Point being, he loves us no matter what we've done. No matter if you feel like what you've done is maybe too much, right. he is enough and he loves you. There's nothing that you could ever do that would take away his love for you. Yeah. Come to him with the knowledge that he is your father. And that's where the, the word of God is powerful because that is your knowledge. The word of God is the only way you can combat the lies of saying, I'm not good enough or God doesn't care about me. Like what I was talking about in the beginning of this, you know, I used to feel like maybe God didn't want to listen to me. That was my own feelings, but those feelings were not true. So you have to evaluate your feelings against the word of God and see, is this true or is this not? And knowledge of who God is and knowing he is a loving father. He he has done this for me. He's he's died. He loves us with this sacrificial servant love. Jesus washed the dirty feet of the disciples. He washes our dirty feet. Our feet are not too dirty for him. Our lives are not too dirty for him. He wants to serve us and love us. Yeah. And so coming to him with the knowledge that he loves us deeper, wider, bigger, farther than we can imagine. And that's how you come to him in prayer yeah. with knowledge of who God is. Yeah. And I just want to say one more thing. Like if you're, if you feel as though you don't know this God or you feel as though your life is too far from him and you don't know anything about the word. Um, I just want to, I want to tell you this one thing. God is love. God does not possess love. He is it. He's the thing. He's the love, period. Whatever love anyone else can give you, it doesn't compare to what he is because he doesn't just give love. He's not set. There's no love outside of God. He's the true definition of love. He can't give you anything else. He can't give you anything else aside from love because that's, that's not just something that he has it's something that he is who he is it's his person 
just like my name is Esosa and Christopher's name is Cristobal. God's name is love. <laughs> that's his identity. Yeah, that's in First John 4. Yeah, I was just looking yep. for it. Yeah, yeah, First John 4. Yep. Thank you. So God cool. is love and everyone yeah. who loves God is in God. Yeah. So if you don't know anything about God and you're listening to this and you're just, you kind of start, because I feel like somebody's going to do that. Someone's going to stumble on this podcast and you don't know God and you don't understand why you should pray to him. Well, I'm here to tell you and Christopher is here to tell you that God is love. If the, if you know nothing about him or if what you've heard about him seems conflicting to you, um, go to his word and understand, first of all, that he can't give you anything else apart from love because that's what, who he is. Okay. So he loves you deeply, deeper than we can explain. It's because of him that we're able to love anybody. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you're listening to this and if you want encouragement on where scriptures to start or where to go, you can email me at declarationlife at gmail.com. And 100%, I would love to get back to you and encourage you on, on where to, on where to go. So yeah, thank you so much for coming on today, Essie, and this conversation. I, I pray that it blesses all of you out there. Thank you guys for listening. And, um, Thank you guys. Have yeah. a wonderful day. You're blessed in love. Have a beautiful yes. day. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Declaration Life. As always, I'd love to connect with you on social media. You can find us at Declaration Life, as well as join our community group, Declaration Life Community, on Facebook, where we share prayer requests every week and encourage each other to just keep living a life of intention and live that declaration life. So I'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening. Yeah.